You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Oh, yes. You're welcome, all those joining us online and on ESO TV. You're all welcome. It's good to be together to worship in person. I love it. Glory to God. Sometimes you don't know the value of what you have till you lose it. Isn't it? Yeah, we take it for granted that we can just come around and just worship God at any time. And imagine all these months we were deprived. Oh my God. But we thank God that we can come together and worship. And I want you to know that this place is safe, okay? Glory to God. God is in the house. Amen. Amen. And Caspar is in the house. <laughs> yes. Glory, glory. Amen. Why don't you turn to someone and say, neighbor, I'm so glad you are here today. And more so glad that you're sitting next to me. You look good to me. <laughs> I know you can't really see their smile, you know, but just under that mask, just say, I'm smiling because Jesus loves me. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, I'm going to bring the word of God this morning. Uh, last week, we were talking about repentance, man's will alignment. All right. So today we're going to talk about uh, repentance, kingdom alignment. All right. Repentance, kingdom alignment. And I know that in some circles, um, you know, repentance is not a very much welcome word. But in the Bible, it's all over. Okay. It's all over and it's good for you. Repentance can never do you bad. Okay? It will always do you good. It's good to repent. And, 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 and we said and that repent, the word to repent means, it means change. Change of mind. Okay? It's a change of mind. In fact, it's a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of direction, and a change of action. Okay? So many times what happens is that we just... Um, we just do what we call uh, what is known as confession. And confession is part of repentance. Okay? But it's not all of repentance. Yeah. Unless it leads to a change, it is not repentance. Okay? You can be remorseful and say, oh, well, I, I blew it. I did, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, and all of that. Maybe you got caught. And uh, so you apologize because you were caught. It doesn't mean you've repented. Okay, so we see that a lot in society where people are caught committing crime. They end up in jail. Um, in fact, when they go to, to, um, to, when they are taken to court, they say to the judge, I'm so sorry, you know. And you know being sorry is not enough, right? Yeah, you don't say, I'm sorry, then the judge now acquits you. You, you don't get acquitted because you are sorry. 
maybe you will be giving a lighter sentence. But that offense must be punished. Okay, so for us, our sin was punished by Jesus. All right, Jesus took the punishment. And so that's why even when you repent, God does not punish you. He doesn't jail you. Okay, he doesn't jail you. So you cannot, because you have, uh, because of what Jesus did, you now make light of repentance. You make light of the blood of Jesus. You make light of the sacrifice that he made. Don't do that. It's not good. Okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't do that. It's not good. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when you are wrong, you need to be aligned. You need to be aligned. And so today we're going to be looking at repentance. Still, there's need for alignment, but it is also, I'm talking about kingdom alignment. All right? So repentance is a means of aligning with the kingdom. Now, I want you to know that in the earth today, everyone is a, a citizen of a particular kingdom. There's nobody that does not belong to one of these two kingdoms. One is the kingdom of darkness. All right? There's the kingdom of darkness, and then there is the kingdom of God's dear son, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of darkness is ruled by a king called Satan. So he is the ruler of the, 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 the world, the wickedness of the world, the evil that we see today. He is the ruler. He, that is his kingdom in manifestation. So when you see violence, when you see violent crime, when you see um, um, crime against, uh, uh, against, any hum uh, against humanity, when you see violent crimes, crimes against women and children, it's the kingdom of darkness manifesting. It is Satan ruling. Do you understand me? When you see oppression happening, it is Satan that is at work. That is his kingdom in manifestation. That is his kingdom in manifestation. So when you see murder, it is, it is his kingdom in manifestation. Jesus called him a murderer. He was the murderer. He murdered from the beginning. Okay. Jesus, in fact, Jesus told us that the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, when you see poverty, I want you to know that it is the kingdom of darkness that is at work. Why? Because there's no poverty in the kingdom of God. When you see sickness and disease, I want you to know that it is the kingdom of darkness that is at work. It's the kingdom of darkness. So the kingdom of darkness is real. Whether you believe in the devil or not, whether you believe in God or not, I'm telling you they are real. Amen. They are real. So God is real. Just like Satan is real and you are real. Okay. So I, I want you to understand that that's what is going on. And so the, the, the alignment in your life will determine the kingdom that you are living in. Yeah. 
So if you just live your life and you just say, oh, well, cursera, sera, what will be, will be. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just, you know, I can't help it. It just, let me tell you something. There is a kingdom at work in your life. Everyone that is seated and listening to me right now, both, both here and, you know, online, Wherever you are, there is a kingdom that is working in your life. Whether you know it or not, there is a kingdom at work in your life. Where there is pain, it's a kingdom. There is a kingdom that brings pain. Where there is confusion, there is a kingdom that produces confusion. Because the Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. So take stock of your life and ask yourself, what kingdom is working? What kingdom is working? There is a lot that is going on every single day. And because we don't see everything, we think that what we see is all that there is. You must be deceived if you think like that. You know, many naturalists don't believe in the supernatural. And they think that life can be determined just by what is visible and what can be scientifically proven. And I'm telling you that there are things that science cannot explain. There are things that our technology cannot explain. There are things that, um, that our technology, our doctors cannot diagnose certain things. There are certain conditions. You go to the doctor, the doctor will test you and say, you are fine. There's nothing wrong with you. But you go home and you know there's something wrong with you. How many people have been there? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the doctor says there's nothing wrong and you know you, there's something wrong. It's another kingdom. It's another kingdom that is at work. And it is an invisible kingdom. Both kingdoms are invisible. But you can see the manifestation of those kingdoms. So when we look at society today, we can tell the kingdom that is at work. When you look at a community, you can tell the kingdom that is at work there. When you look at a family, you can tell the kingdom that is at work there. Hallelujah. When you look at an organization, you can tell the kingdom that is at work there. There is no vacuum. I want you to know that there is no vacuum in the spirit. There is no place that is not occupied by a kingdom. There is none. So, uh, and, and you don't have to believe it for it to be real. That is what it is. Just like you don't have to believe in gravity. If the fact that you don't believe in gravity, gravity doesn't mean that there's no gravity. Just try climb a tree and try to walk across to the next tree. And you will soon discover. <laughs> yeah. So some people think that because they say to themselves, I don't believe in this. Then it's. It's a reality. 
It's a false reality. That's a false reality. So you see, the kingdom is important. You need to understand that. You know, the Bible says in Colossians 1.13 that he has conveyed us, he has translated us from the realm of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. He has translated us. So if you have surrendered to Jesus, there has been a shift there has been a realignment in your life. Okay. So, John the Baptist came preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? And as John the Baptist was preaching, preaching, people came. We saw that in, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 3 last week. You know, he was preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And um, when, the, when the Bible says something is at hand, how, how far is your hand from your body? Very close. No matter how long your hand is, even Elder Roland's hand, it's still, it's still close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so no matter how long it is, it, 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 when it says it's at hand, it means it's close. So John the Baptist was saying, listen, guys, the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Yeah, it's close. It's closer than you can even imagine. If you stretch your hand out, that's how close the kingdom is to you. All right? So that's what he was preaching. And he was preaching, and as he was preaching, people were responding. People were coming to the desert to listen to this guy. Amen. This rough guy. With a strange sense of dressing. Camel skin. And a strange diet. Wild locust and honey. And the guy's hair. Never cut. Never brushed. <laughs> yeah. That's John the Baptist. You know, you, you imagine a decent John the Baptist. I've watched some movies and I see, I say, this is not John the Baptist. This guy is too decent to be a John the Baptist. If you read the Bible, the real John the Baptist, he was rugged. Rugged. So rugged that he never got married. Nobody wanted him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if John the Baptist walked in here now, how many sisters would want to marry him? <laughs> you see this guy with, you know, camel. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Not your portion. That's right. Yeah. You give him a suit, he's uncomfortable with the suit. He's comfortable with camel skin. So that's, that's John the Baptist, but with all of that, he's preaching and these people are coming to him. And he's baptizing people. And that baptism was a baptism of repentance. Let's look at Acts chapter... Uh, Acts chapter 19. Yeah, Acts 19. In Acts 19, we see here that... Uh, 
In fact, let's, let's, let's read from verse chapter 18, okay? Acts chapter 18, and I'll read from verse 24. It says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the Scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. This was one of the disciples of John the Baptist. You know, as I was meditating this morning, the Spirit said to me, do you realize that John the Baptist actually contributed to the foundations of the new Jerusalem? Because of the people he, he, he discipled, who became disciples of Christ, and who became part of the foundation of the new Jerusalem. So that's the impact of John the Baptist's ministry for eternity. No wonder, Jesus says, of those born of a woman, there's none greater than John the Baptist. So this guy was great, even though he was strange. But he was great. Yeah. So he only knew the, uh, Apollos only knew the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Now, when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. <laughs> this guy was so zealous. And, you know, if you look at verse 25, it says that he taught accurately. He taught accurately. But now, when Priscilla and Aquila, or Aquila and Priscilla came... They took him aside and taught him more accurately. So he was accurate with the, with, the, with the teachings of John the Baptist. He was accurate with the repentance of John the Baptist. Hallelujah. He taught it accurately. He got it and he articulated it powerfully. Powerfully. He got it right. But then there was something missing. There is another level of repentance that was missing. So this repentance of John the Baptist is to prepare people. It's a repentance from sin, right? It's a repentance to turn people towards God. But there is another repentance that he was missing. There's another repentance he was missing. So these guys took him aside. They didn't want to embarrass him. They took him aside, just put him through quickly. And the guy got it. Okay, so now let's keep to chapter 19. They are, he, this guy has been in Ephesus, and these are the people that he has been teaching. These are people that he has discipled, okay? Uh, Apollos has discipled these guys, and um, it says, uh, verse 1, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the uh, the upper regions came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Come on. So that's Apollo's ministry there. The limitation of Apollo's ministry. Okay, 
Yeah, John's baptism. I, I mean, this guy taught it accurately, but it was still limited. Just like many of us, we understand some things accurately, but we're still limited. Yeah, we're still limited. And that's why there's need for alignment. Okay, so then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to people that they should believe on he who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. So John's baptism was to prepare people for Christ. But Jesus did not come to prepare people for himself. He came to take them in. Glory to God. To take them into the kingdom. Yeah, John could not usher them into the kingdom. So he's teaching his entire ministry, all the repentance of John could not get them into the kingdom. It could only bring them close. So the kingdom was at hand for them through the ministry of John. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, but then Jesus comes. Although Jesus says, yes, go tell them the kingdom of God is at hand. But now, when those that respond are now ushered into the kingdom. Yeah. So, here we see the limitation of John's baptism. So, repentance is more than just repentance from sin. All right? It's more than just turning from sin. It is also turning from your ways. Glory to God. It is also turning from your ways. So you might need to repent in order to experience deliverance. You might need to repent in order to experience healing. Hallelujah. You might need to repent in order to experience provision. You might need to repent in order to experience protection. You might need to repent. There, I mean, there are so many things to repent for. That's why it is, it, is, it is a big fallacy for someone to say that once you give your life to Jesus, don't need for repentance. It's because of the limited understanding of repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah 55. Let's look at what the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 55. Okay. Verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Okay? So in other words, there's a time that he won't be found. All right. Don't ask me when. But there is a time that he won't be found. So seek him now while he may be found. Now verse 7, look at what it says. Let the wicked forsake his way. Somebody say repentance. repentance. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And what? Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Amazing. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 
So let the wicked man forsake. Let him forsake what? His way. So in other words, this is the way of the wicked. Repentance, remember I said last week, repentance is a change of direction as well. Okay? So you cannot say, I repent, oh, I'm so sorry. And you are still on the same path. Still going the same way. That's not repentance. Maybe it's remorse. But it's not repentance. So repentance is, I was going this way and 180 degrees turn. Now I'm going this way. That's repentance. So let the wicked forsake his way. Okay? Let the wicked forsake his way. So, uh, and this is more than just sin. Yeah, it's more than just sin. Your way is part of your limitation. Are you getting me? Your way is part of what limits you from experiencing God. Yeah. The unrighteous man should forsake his thoughts as well. Oh, well, pastor, but I'm saved. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then, okay, why do you live like the devil and his angels? Why? Why do you do that? That's a wicked way. Why do you live a wicked way? Why, why, why are you following a wicked path? Repent. It's time for repentance. The body of Christ. We need to repent. All of us. We've all gone astray. Are you getting me? Yeah. So let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Yes. God is full of mercy. He is full of compassion. He will abundantly pardon I love that. Yes. Then let's look at, look at the next verse. He says, verse 8. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways huh? my, my ways, says the Lord. So you see, if, if you don't repent and you keep to your ways, your thoughts and your ways. Because your thoughts determine your ways. Okay? And that's why true repentance will always change your direction. It will always change your direction. Now, if you are in the kingdom of darkness, that means your thoughts are, are full of darkness. Okay? Your thoughts are infested by the spirits of that kingdom. Your inspiration comes from that kingdom. Your behavior comes from that kingdom. And that's why if you are in that kingdom, hatred is very easy. In that kingdom. Unbelief is very easy if you are in that kingdom. All right? Yeah. And all kinds of vices, they come natural in that kingdom. They come natural in that kingdom. 
If you are in the kingdom of darkness, just go read Galatians chapter, uh, chapter 5 verse 19. There you see the evidences, the works, the manifestations of that kingdom. Jealousies, envy, rivalries, debauchery. And all these things, all these things are manifestations of a kingdom. Sometimes people think they're having fun, but they don't know that they are entertaining demons. Yeah, they're entertaining demons. When you are hating your brother and sister, when you are plotting how to bring them down and how to destroy them, what kingdom are you serving? And then you come and raise your hand and, 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 and shake her on the heart. No, it's, 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 you, you, you are manifesting another kingdom. So you need repentance. Yeah. So let the wicked forsake his ways. Let him forsake his thoughts. Don't think evil thoughts about people. Don't. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. It will destroy you. All right. So that's why we need repentance. <laughs> Even the way some of us talk, we need repentance. Yeah. Because that repentance, this second repentance I'm talking about is what will bring alignment. A kingdom alignment. It will help you to walk into the realities of the kingdom of God. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many people lay hands on you, how many um, line of Judah oils you buy. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I don't care what kind of soap you went, you, you, they, they, they sell to you. And they say, if you use this, this everything will go. As long as your thoughts are of the other kingdom, that's the reality. You will carry. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that, you know, they can see your, they, 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 they can, by the spirit of divination, see your phone number. Huh? Come on. They can see your phone number. They can tell your address. But they cannot tell the kingdom you are in. So in other words, I can just manifest that, but you, you still remain in the kingdom of darkness. Continue to destroy people with your mouth. Murder them with your mouth. Assassinate them. Stab them in their back. And then like, Let's not deceive ourselves. We need repentance. Okay? So God says that his, his, um, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts than yours. You see? So there, there is a kingdom of God 
And there is a way in the kingdom people think. There's a way people walk in the kingdom. There is a way people treat one another in the kingdom. There is a way people behave in the kingdom. If you celebrate someone's downfall, you are in a different kingdom, I'm telling you. You are not in the kingdom of God. You need a kingdom alignment. I don't care how many tongues you speak. Yeah. Even the devil speaks in tongues. Yes. He speaks in tongues. So we need a kingdom alignment. Repent. Change your mind. Change your thoughts. Okay? Change your thoughts. Change your ways. And then you will see different results in your life. Yeah. That's why anybody that says you don't need repentance is not helping you. It's not helping you. You need repentance. We all do. Yeah. Are there not times that you realize, oh my God, I was wrong there? Yes? Are there not times that you thought this person was like this? Then when you got to know them better, you now realize, oh, I'm so sorry. I misjudged you. Yes? So when you notice that, what are you going to do? Continue the way you used to go? No. You change. That's repentance. That's repentance. You change your thoughts about this person and you change your ways about that person. So we need repentance. Kingdom alignment. What kingdom are you representing? What kingdom is real in your life? Hmm? It's interesting how many people celebrate the downfall of others. Especially if you consider this person a rival. Yes? Why are you the only one that has testimonies? Huh? You just like to show off. Every time, they say, testimony time, you, you're quick to raise your hand. They say, there she goes again, there she goes again. They've not even finished asking the question. She has raised her hand. She's about to show off again. Stop thinking like that. Why do you wait for others? You also testify. If you align you will have testimonies. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You are lying. You will have testimonies. So the kingdom of God is the kingdom that brings life. Is the kingdom that brings health. Is the kingdom that brings peace. Is the kingdom that brings righteousness. Is the kingdom that brings joy. Hallelujah. Righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what the kingdom of God is. That's the kingdom that brings power. Power to change lives. 
you know why? Do you know why we have so many Christians and yet, you know, we're not able to change even, you know, the little things? Why? Because we, we are pro- professing one thing, but then we are manifesting a different kingdom. That's it. It's not complicated. Don't just someone say it's not complicated. It's not, it's not complicated. It's simple. It's not complicated at all. At all. So when you see manifestations of the wrong kingdom, that's a time for you to now go to God and say, God, show me what I need to repent of. You get my point? Yeah. What should I repent of? And let him tell you that you don't need repentance. Don't you, you, you don't tell yourself that you don't need repentance. Let him tell you that you don't need repentance. I've shared my story many times. How I was seeking God years ago. Because of certain manifestations I was seeing. I said, no, this is, this is contrary. This is not right. Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? And I was praying to God. God, speak to me. I know I'm, I've missed it somewhere. I know I've sinned somewhere. Show me my sin so that I can repent. Or maybe there's something I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing. Maybe you want me to do something. Yeah, there's what you want me to do and I'm failing to do that. Tell me what it is so that I can do that and then experience a different reality. And the third week of seeking God, he spoke to me as a good soldier of Christ in your hardship. So I knew that what I was going through, even though it's a contrary kingdom, it wasn't because I needed to repent. You get my point? It wasn't because I needed to repent. Rather, it is because I've been, you know, given over <laughs> for some discipline. <laughs> As a good soldier, endure hardship. So God sometimes will allow us to go through hardship, not because we have sinned, but it's also because he's training us. Okay? Yeah. So there's a place for that in our walk with God. There's a place for that. But don't assume. Don't assume. Seek God. Ask God. Where am I missing it? Am I still on track? Am I still on your path? Or have I derailed? Am I misaligned? Am I still aligned with you? Are you getting me? Yeah. So when you speak to God like that, God will now come through to you. And he will give you understanding. Because as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. You can't just look at things on the surface and then assume that this is what God is saying. There are times that even when God, when, you, when, when God shows you something, don't be quick to conclude. Wait. All right? Even when you're reading your Bible, don't be quick to just, oh, this is what, Wait. 
Let the Spirit help you. The Holy Spirit. Because you might be, you might be using a mind that is not aligned to the kingdom. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah. So there, that's also a repentance. <laughs> Every alignment has to do with some form of repentance. So remember, change of thought or change of mind, uh, change of direction, and change of action. And so, sometimes when you, when we use the word repentance, it, like I said, it's not always sin. Like, it repented God that he made man. Did God, is, is it, was it a sin? Was it a mistake? God does, doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, go read Genesis chapter 6. God it repented him. So in other words, ish, God is like, oh man, I regret it. Look at this evil. And that's what led to the flood. Why? Why? Because remember that the fallen angels, the fallen angels had gone and married the daughters of men and polluted the human race. With wickedness. Wickedness. They produce hybrids. You know, a, a hybrid of, of human and demons together. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They produce a hybrid. And that hybrid cannot repent. That hybrid cannot be saved. Noah preached for 100 years, preaching, not one convert. I mean, you consider that. And so God said, it it repented God. (laughs) So what did he do? He changed direction. Hallelujah. Okay, man, all right, this is it. Now we bring the flood. And then, whoop. Wipe everything out. Let's start afresh with Noah and his family. So the point I'm trying to make is that repentance is not always only about sin. Okay? There is the, the one for sin, but then there is the one that is not necessarily sin. Glory to God. So it's about alignment. Somebody say Alignment. Kingdom alignment. I want to be aligned to the kingdom of God, not to the kingdom of darkness. All right, in um, Acts ten thirty eight, let's look at that. Acts ten thirty eight, it says, "How God anointed Jesus." Ten thirty eight. All right, how. He says, yes, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Good. 
healing all those who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So what Jesus went about doing is he went to bring kingdom alignment. Okay, he's, part, of, part of his message and his ministry had to do with, yes, saving from sin, but also aligning people to the kingdom. And that's why he said, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So, you know, when the kingdom is in manifestation, when there is, when, 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 when demons are there, then the kingdom, you know, compels them, expels them, compels them to surrender. It expels them from there. All right? And then aligns that life to the kingdom. It's like the woman that was bent over for how many years? 18 years. Huh? Imagine just like that for years. She can't put her head up. Can't look up to the sky. And Jesus comes and he says, um, Is it lawful to heal, heal on the Sabbath day or not? So you see, the religious community of the time of Jesus, they had lost alignment. The pastors, the bishops, the rabbis, the priests, the prophets, or whatever you call them. They had lost it completely. They were totally out of alignment. And they still didn't know it. And Jesus came and, and you know, they, they were so committed to the law. But they lost the heart of God. They missed the heart of God. So, you know, the Sabbath day. And they are watching to see if Jesus is going to heal on Sabbath. And they say, if he were really from God, he will not heal on Sabbath. You know, there are six days in which you can heal. Leave the Sabbath day alone to God. They are using the name of God, but they are, using, they, 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 they are calling the name of God, but they are worshipping the devil. They are operating in a different kingdom. So Jesus saw through it, and he gave it to them. He said, look at this daughter of Abraham. Whom Satan has oppressed for so many years. Does she not deserve to be free? And he healed her there. Alignment. Hallelujah. He aligned her body. <laughs> Glory to God. And she stood upright for the first time. In over a decade. Alignment. Repentance is good. Amen. So when you repent, demons begin to lose grip. And that's why when we, I'm telling you, when we start repenting, demons begin to lose their power. They start losing their power. Many times, I've seen, I've seen many cases, you you're casting demons out of people who are not repentant. 
the demons will come back seven times stronger because of lack of repentance, lack of alignment. So we can have the drama and the display. Demons, can, they like to put up a show. And they like attention. They like attention. They like to be the center of attraction. So they would, you know, they, they can, you know, mesmerize you if you're not careful. And you're there. Oh, wow. <sighs> Did you see? But tell me. Why do you still have to be casting the same demon out of the same people every single week? If you really did a good job. You cast it this week. Next week you cast it again. Then the next week you are casting it again. What is wrong? Lack of alignment. Lack of alignment. So even if there is power, even if there is power to expel that demon, that demon is waiting outside. It's waiting outside because of lack of alignment, lack of repentance. The moment the person gets to the door, the demon says, okay, the show is over. Let's go home. Yeah, that's what is happening. That's what is happening. But because of lack of proper teaching, lack of proper understanding, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They are brought into captivity because they lack knowledge. That's what Isaiah said. They're brought into captivity. Your bondages are linked to your ignorance. It's not to the power of the demon. It's to the level of your ignorance. Your thoughts need to change. Hallelujah. So that your life can change. Glory to God. Repentance. Repentance will bring healing. It will bring deliverance. It will bring. Uh, it, will, it, 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 it is going to bring the power of God into your life. It will bring a new reality. It will bring the kingdom of God into your life. So I'm talking about a kingdom alignment. So you need to repent so that the kingdom will start manifesting in your life. If they sin, you need to repent of. Do that quickly. But if you need to change your ways, change your thinking, change how you behave, change, how, change your attitude to God's word, change your attitude to God's, God's people, change your attitude to God's servants, change your attitude. You need to change. You need to repent. Many people cannot be blessed by People that are sent by God to them because they lack repentance. No alignment. So that power will just come and bypass them. And go to someone that is aligned. Poof. And then the person testifies. Instead of you to go and find out, you become jealous. Huh? How are you getting it right? You're always, you're always testifying. Tell me, how do you do it? And learn. Hmm? Repent. And change to become, the, have the position of a child. 
That's why Jesus said, unless you are converted and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom. So what is that? It's repentance. It's repentance that leads to conversion. You get my point? Yeah. So your mind needs to change and you need to not have the faith of a child. You need to have the, the, the innocence of a child. You need to have the simplicity of a child. And that way you can enter into the kingdom. You can enter into the things of God. And the kingdom, I'm not just talking about heaven. No, no, no. I'm talking about manifestations of the kingdom while you're here on earth. So repentance is the key to kingdom alignment. Hallelujah. It's the key to kingdom alignment. If you are not aligned to the kingdom, if there is no repentance, I'm telling you, Satan can fool you. Satan can deceive you. As long as you are in his kingdom, you cannot defeat him. Okay? You cannot defeat him in his kingdom. As long as you are walking in darkness, you can never overpower him. He is the ruler of darkness. He is the prince of darkness. He is the king of darkness. He is the god of darkness. So, you need to align. You need, you need to repent. Get out of darkness into light. Hallelujah. Are you receiving something? Glory to God. So, uh, Lord, why am I going through what I'm going through? Or why am I not experiencing what you have promised? Seek Him. He might just say, you need to repent here. You need, you, you, you need to adjust here. You need to change your direction here. You need to change your attitude here. And that will do you a lot of good. A lot of good. More than anybody emptying a, a, a gallon of, of uh, oil on you. You know, to... to, 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 to Deliver you with oil. Now, um, there's a place for oil. Make no mistake about that. But that's not... Well, I'm, I'm talking about lasting results. Yeah. You need that. Okay? Sometimes your repentance might mean you becoming more humble. Okay? Yeah. Some, sometimes that's what your repentance is. Put away your pride. And then become humble. That might be your repentance. So there are different things. We, we, all, face, we, have, they, we all have issues. Your repentance might require you to stop becoming a know-it-all. And start learning. Assuming the position of a learner. So there are, there are different ways. And I pray that God will give you wisdom. That he will give you understanding. That he will give you light. Cause the light to shine. So that you see the areas where you need repentance. Where you need to repent. Glory to God. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. I want you to talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, help me.
I want, I, I want to live in repentance. That's why you see, repentance is one of the foundation doctrines of, of, the, of the Christian faith. It's one of the foundation doctrines. Yeah. Maybe you are not breaking through in business because you need to repent in some areas. Maybe there is a mindset that you need to discard. You get my point? Let God speak to you. Maybe you are not your, maybe your relationships are not working because you need to repent. Maybe you need to repent in some areas. That's why your relationships are not working. To repent. What area of your life do you need repentance? And I don't know how you are spiritually, but I know that every one of us has areas where we need to repent. So why don't you just talk to God right now? Just tell the Lord, Lord, help me. If there are things that the Lord is bringing to your heart. Even as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is bearing witness. And those of you watching online, don't be a, don't be a spectator. Don't be a spectator. Also repent. There are areas of your life that you need to repent as well. Tell the Lord to have mercy on you. Yes. Change. You need a change of mind. You need to change your thoughts. You need to change your ways. So that God can have his way. My Lord, have mercy upon us. Help us. Help us, O oh God. Lord, show us the areas of our lives where we need repentance. Areas where we need to turn around. Lord God. Maybe repentance will, will, to you might mean getting rid of your stubbornness. Yes, let there be alignment. Let there be alignment in your life. Mighty God, I pray for alignment, divine alignment. Mighty God. Maybe the reason why we're not able to attract certain opportunities is because of our lack of alignment. Lord, let there be alignment in our lives. Let there be alignment in our hearts. Let there be alignment in our homes. Let there be alignment in our homes, oh God. Show us, speak to us, oh God, help us. Some of us have issues in our heart and now it's reflecting in our bodies. Lord, give, help us to be aligned, oh God. Have mercy upon us. Lord God, where we have walked into captivity, help us to walk, help us, show us a way out of our captivity. Show us a way out of our captivity. We walked into it with our senses. And now we are trapped. Lord, let there be a supernatural rescue. 
right now in the name of Jesus. I release and I declare, oh Father, your grace to lift your people out, out of captivity. I break every captivity. Lord God, from the mind, captivity of thoughts, limiting thoughts, I break them right now in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh my God, release grace to your people. Release grace. I speak and I speak grace upon grace to you. Yes, grace to, for you to see areas where you need to repent. Where you need to align right now. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you're here and you'd like to give your life to Jesus, and even those watching, you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. You want to align your heart to his heart. All right, I see that hand. Now say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Father, I come to you right now. I ask for mercy. Forgive me my sin. Align my life to your will, to your purpose. Let there be divine alignment in my life. Every part of my life that is out of alignment, I bring under the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me. Take charge. Have your way. Deliver me from every wicked way. Thank you, Lord. I receive right now. Amen. Now I pray for you, Father. I pray for your people. Everyone that has prayed this prayer. Lord, I speak and I ask that you would lay your hand upon them. I ask for the reality of the new creation. The blood of Jesus to wash their sins, cleanse them. Oh my God, I speak right now and I say, oh Father, that your kingdom will come upon them. Let there be kingdom alignment. Where there's need for realignment, let there be realignment in the name of Jesus. And break every power of oppression. And break every power of sin. Every work of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, I think we're going to have somebody to see you at the end. But those of you watching online, you pray this prayer, please contact us so we can reach out to you and give you further instructions on how you can grow and develop even in this new walk. All right. 
Let me pray for you. Father, I speak over your people right now. I speak your kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let your power manifest. Lord God, I command needs to be met in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let there be a turnaround. Lord God, where there is misalignment, let there be alignment. In the name of Jesus. Where there is oppression, let there be freedom. Where there is sickness, let there be healing. Where there is pain, let there be freedom. Pain-free. I rebuke pains in the name of Jesus. I rebuke thoughts that are oppressive thoughts. I rebuke them. I break them in the name of Jesus. Be loose. Be free. Be free. It is written, let my people go that they may serve me. I release you from every captivity. Every form of captivity. Every chain over your life. I command to be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on. Let's bless the Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.